wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elms, and the show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. Oh, excuse me. I'm a little stuffed up here, as you can tell. We didn't do a show last week. I was feeling under the weather, as they'll say. But I'm going to try and soldier on this week, try and be tough, try and show that grit that fans in this market just love oh so much. And we have quite a bit to talk about today. The Patriots. Another day, another bad team beat. Blah, yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into how exciting that was. We're going to get into the ramifications, everything about that game. Against Washington Redskins. Of course, we also got to preview the Thursday night football game coming up T- in two days because it's Tuesday. And the Thursday night game is on Thursday. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the Ben Watson situation. Ben Watson, yes, released by the Patriots. Want to dive into the ramifications of that and everything really surrounding it. And at 12 30, we're going to be joined by a mystery guest. I'm not going to reveal who it is, so you just need to stay tuned in to find out. To be joined by a mysterious gentleman or lady. Come discuss just the something that has just been now, a story that was tailor-made for this show, is what we'll call it. So we can dive in on all that. And Bruins season underway. Bruins 2-0 right now. Watch out about that. Trying to get in touch with Jeremy Ferrigno of GuyBallsonSports.com. If not, you'll be stuck with me for your hockey hockey analysis. And of course, MLB playoffs going as well. Might try and have a thought or two on that. And if you want to chime in on any of these topics or anything else going on in the world of sports, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-8787. Once again, the number two get on the show is 401-456-8787. And we get to the end of the show, the end of the song there. No, don't play around to be an Chad. So with that, I think it's about time that we get started here. And hello, everybody. Hello, Rhode Island College. Hello, America. Yes, once again, I apologize for not being in last week. Last minute, just head full full of mucus full of phlegm full of something or another still a little filled up but like i said i have my disgusting paper towel next to me that i've been using for the last five minutes because i was not smart and didn't grab multiples so hopefully i'll be able to sneak out during the break and just at least get me through the first segment here today but hopefully i don't get this mic too disgusting i'll try and wipe it down after like gym equipment but nevertheless patriots again Victorious against another bad team, beating, beating the Redskins, 33-7, not a close one. Yada, 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 this Thursday, they're playing the crappy New York Giants. Yada, 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 probably going to win that one, blah, 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 blah. Now, the first half of this game, <laughs> I will say, I was on record since the schedule came out, somehow. So I, 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 was, I know why I thought it, and I still almost... I was on record from basically once the schedule came out, we started talking about it, that this was going to be the weird, dumb early season loss for the Patriots. Patriots going to lose this game. I was like, well, you know, they're coming off a back-to-back against Buffalo. They'll have, if not a good defense, and they do have a good defense. I mean, they haven't better than gave them credit for. In defense, maybe Buffalo doesn't qualify as a bad team, seeing as how, you know, they're 4-1 right now. But nevertheless, I'm not, still don't heap praise on the Buffalo or their incompetent boob of a quarterback in Josh Allen, but nevertheless, the the Bills defense will be tough. They might be battered. They'll come into this game. The Redskins, last, last year the Redskins had a good team with Alex Smith. They're obviously not going to be as good with Case Keenum at the helm, but, you know, who knows? You know, they'll have a tough defense. It'll just be, maybe they'll just be a little better, and the Patriots will just kind of be looking past them. Second game of back-to-back. It might happen. Like, it has to happen eventually, right? And I thought, this would be the game. Starting to think it's just not going to happen, for one thing. It really, like, the Patriots are probably just going to go undefeated until they face off against the... Until they start playing a real team. Like, I would have said the Browns, but they suck. I would have said the Ravens, but they've been meh ever since they got off their hot start beating two of the worst teams in the NFL. Then the Eagles, I mean, they're a real team, and they'll be in Philly. And you got the Cowboys, who I still think, I don't want to do this every week where I look ahead and see if the league is any good or not, but I'm going to do it right now anyway. The Cowboys, who 
I still think of a complete team. I still like Dak Prescott. I still think that just having better play call, but also like now last two weeks, they've played good teams and they've lost both of those games. And they kind of were getting crushed by the Packers at one point before they kind of rallied back at what might have just been over-glorified garbage time. And then they play the Texans, who, I mean, the Texans played great yesterday against the crappy Falcons. Deshaun Watson looked real good. But also it's the crappy, the crap bag Falcons, who I can't stand and think are incompetent and need to fire everybody involved. And then you play the Chiefs. So, I mean, you can lock that one in. Like that? That's a real game. Patriots Chiefs. And then, you know, you got the Bengals who... Did they finally win? Did they win this week? Did the Bengals finally win? Oh, no. They lost to the Cardinals. So, the currently 0-5 Bengals. And then... You circle back to the Bills who might have something to play for by then if they're still moving. Then you play the Dolphins. So, once again... <laughs> The real excited year to be a Patriots fan. Like, I hate to sit here and complain about the team being 0-5, but no, I don't. I love to do it. But, <laughs> oh my god, these games are so hard to watch. Like, I don't know if that makes me, like, you know, not a real fan! Or not, or just some negative Nancy Radio Man, but... Yeah, I got to the third quarter of that thing there. Because, once again, first half, real competitive. Competitive by being bad. Which is typically how the NFL ends up being competitive. Nine times out of ten. If you get a competitive... Uh, I'll say 7.8 times out of ten. Not nine times. 7.8 times. Like 7.8, eight times out of ten. I talked myself back up to eight. Eight times out of ten. A competitive NFL game will be competitive because both teams are being incompetent. Most of the time. You usually will not see a super competitive game because both teams are just going at it. And they're both playing their best. And they're all making plays. Like Usually it's, you know, either... One team's sucking and another team's taking advantage. So it equalizes the two teams. Or two teams that are both equally good or bad are both sucking congruently. But, yeah, the Redskins game was the example of the first. The Patriots were playing far, far down to their competition in the first half. A lot of weird things. A lot of, I guess I want to say similar things to what was playing them in the Buffalo game. But we'll get onto that in a moment and do analysis, as we like to do here. But it got competitive, and I was like, oh, my God, I was right. Oh, my God, me and Alex Barth nailed it. Because once again, don't want to brag again, but last year I was right about what their stupid early season loss was going to be. I said it would be the Lions, and they lost to the Lions. That was a trap game, just saying. Wasn't it? I, I, I was wrong about it this year. It was not the Washington Redskins. So now I'm one for one on that, and that's okay. 500 might get me into the playoffs, but so they're down, they're down, they're playing bad, they're playing bad, they're playing bad, and then, and then, you know, I don't know, they, they go in the locker room and they just, just remember, I don't know, then they come back and they blow them out, yada, 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 really the Patriots should have even let up one point in that game, realistically, yeah, the Patriots should not have let up a single point in that game, the only, like, they should have shot the stupid crappy Redskins out. The only point of being that Steve Sims touchdown, who the hell is Steve Sims? I mean, look, because at first I thought, oh, Steve Sims, was he? That guy who was the quarterback for Alabama after A.J. McCarron, but before Jalen Hurts, who, like, I know that whoever that guy was, he went and played with the Redskins for like a hot minute. He tried to be a receiver slash running back kind of hybrid type guy and... You know, obviously it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, Blake Sims. So I just saw Sims and I was like, oh, is it that guy? But no, he is currently playing for the Birmingham Iron. So, oh no. He never was signed to the Redskins. Oh no. Oh, I'm an idiot. Huh, down with the Falcons. Well, they're also a red team, so. You know, I think that's an easy mistake to make. I think that's an easy mistake to make. They're both crappy NFC teams that their uniforms are red. So, the... <laughs> really, that game should have been a shutout. But nevertheless, I mean, the Patriots, no, they look... There were issues with them offensively. The O-line did not look good in the first half. Really at all. 
and it goes beyond Newhouse. The whole thing wasn't functioning quite right. Shaq Mason hasn't looked great yet this year. I think Shaq Mason struggled a bit. Obviously, Ted Karras is not David Andrews. Marshall Newhouse can't, you know. Excuse me, wiping my nose. Marshall Newhouse cannot, how you say, turn around with much athleticism, which I've been told is something that you want to be able to do as a left tackle because sometimes a guy will come at you from your left and sometimes they'll come at you from your right. And sometimes, like, you know, in the process of getting there, they'll kind of change which way they're going and they'll trick you. So you got you to be able to kind of react to that kind of quickly. But he can't really do that, which is inexplicable how he is now the starting left tackle on a contending team. So, <laughs> but even then, like, I mean, the second half they had Izzo over there with him. And, like, there's some other block in. Like, they put Jacob Johnson over there. Jacob Johnson over there. So, I mean, it was fine. Like I said, like, everything, like the second half, the O-line was fine. Like, Brady... It is scary a little bit. What was it? Because Brady was being, he was getting hit a good amount. Not as much as he did last week, which I would hope because Redskins defense isn't anywhere near as good as the Buffalo Bills defense, even if I do think that they're not the biggest deal in the world. But still, they did, they were they, they were coming at Brady. You know, they, they were hitting him. But, They were coming at Brady, and they were getting at him, and they were getting at him with not a lot of pass rush, three, four-man rush, which is obviously not ideal for any team because, you know, you, you want the team to have to commit more to get to your quarterback. And then, of course, for this team, of course, because as we've always said, you, you do blitz Brady, you're going to get yourself in trouble. So usually Brady himself and his abilities usually keeps – Smart teams from blitzing, not like the Pittsburgh Steelers or the other dumb teams of the world, but smart teams usually hold back on the blitzing because they know Brady will kill them with the matchups, but they were not. But obviously, you can get to Brady with a three, four-man rush. That is not an issue for you. So that wasn't great. Brady himself did not look sharp. I know, you know, I know the old line was shaky, but Brady, like Brady's interception in the end zone was... Just terrible. Just. Just a bad throw, a bad decision. It was the kind of throw that you make it in Madden, you hit the button, and while you were going to hit it, you know it's a bad idea, and you don't want to do it, but just something in, like, your brain, like, you see, like, the symbol of the player's head light up, you're like, square! I see the button! I'm going to push the button! And you push the button, you're like, I want to do that. And you're like, why do that? You see the ball sailing, it's going to get picked off. Like, it's going to get picked off. And then it gets picked off, and then the whole screen shifts around, and you're just mad. And you stop, and, like, you quit playing because you're just mad. It's hard to keep playing after you make a bad decision like that. So you stop. <laughs> and you, you go out, you restart the game because you have, like, a good record in your franchise. You don't want to lose it. So you don't want a bad INT to TD ratio on your QB. But that was bad. And so Brady, Brady looked great, great either. And then, you know, they came out in the second half, and I mean, I'm like, oh, my God, this game is close. This game has been dull to watch. Just because it's close does not mean it's been a good game. It's been quite bad. Both teams keep getting penalized, and they both keep turning the ball over to one another. So not a good game. But it was competitive, per se. And then the Patriots... They come out in the second half. And by the way, Brady's pass to Julian. Like the Patriots' second drive of the game, by the way, in fairness. I'm going to dick all over Brady's bad pick. The second drive of the game was beautiful. Like the second drive of the game looked good. And I was like, oh my God, the Patriots are going to kill them. Oh, this is going to be just scorched earth. They're fine. they got to just throw and run all over this team and this is going to be nothing. And then they proceeded to, you know, not do that. And then, yeah, and then they come out in the third quarter and they do the literally most disrespectful thing that I think the New England Patriots are capable of doing to anybody, which is throw a touchdown to Brandon Bolden and throw, like, a 30-yard touchdown to Brandon freaking Bolden. And then after that, 
I then went, okay, this game's over. Because frankly, I don't think this Redskins team can overcome a 12-point deficit, let alone a deficit that kept growing because, you know, they had stupid, stupid Colt McCoy at quarterback. <laughs> Which if you can be a quarterback who I am less afraid of than Case Keenum or a rookie facing the Patriots, that's impressive. Like, you, you've done something there by putting that in front of me because I went, oh, Keenum's not going to start. Okay, so it's going to be Dwayne Haskins. Oh, my God, that, that's great. That's the best case possible for the Patriots. Dwayne Haskins, he's a rookie. Like, I like Dwayne Haskins coming out of the draft. I thought he was a great pick for the Redskins to get him where they got him. But, oh, my God, what a <laughs> – oh, they got to face a rookie. That's nothing. Oh, they're, they're going to kill him. And then they're like – and then they're like, oh, no, they started Colt McCord. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's somehow worse. That's somehow worse that they're playing Colt McCoy, old Longhorn himself. Colt McCoy, starting for the Redskins. And he's starting with no practice. I think he practiced once all season. So, just, just lovely. And yeah, that, you know, that's the decision of a coach, like Jay Gruden, who must have known that he was getting fired the next week. I do emphatically believe that that decision to fire him had already been made before that game. And it was just more a matter of the Redskins went, we're going to get killed in this game. We know we're going to. So we might as well not fire our coach before this game and let whoever we let be the new head coach get crushed in their first game. At least if we wait, let Jay Gruden be crushed by the Patriots. A, the decision will seem even better. And then, you know, like, then whoever we hire, he can at least have a fair shot at being semi-competitive in our next game, which is against the... Who, who are they playing? Who, who are the Redskins playing this week? Oh, the Dolphins! Perfect! Oh, my God, we're playing the Dolphins! Oh, perfect. Well, yeah, we'll get, we'll get whoever the... I don't even care who they hired. Whoever we promoted, whatever assistant is, it's Rob Ryan or whomever. Perfect. It'll, be, it'll go against the Dolphins. They'll be good. Maybe they'll win. Then the team can win. Maybe they'll be like, oh, yeah, we got... It was all Jake Rudin's fault, because he does suck. He does suck. Everything about that organization sucks, but he also did suck. And then, yeah, per, oh, new coach, new time, new Redskins. Like, ah, oh, there we go. But, yeah, if you, if you have the new coach <laughs> in the new beginning against the Patriots, and you just get crushed by 30 points, you're going to go, oh, oh, boy, that didn't help at all. So, you know, smart move by, Bru by Bruce, by Dan Schneider and Bruce Allen. So, you know, there, there you go. You got that one. That was a good move, Redskins. You, you waited two days to fire the coach, I gotta say. Shouldn't have let him stick around for five years, but... Yeah, good move there. Y you nailed that one, I gotta say. Gotta say, you nailed that one. Nail nailed the timing on it. Now, now, you, now you got the Dolphins. Now you can have... A, I'm gonna watch that game. Oh, I'm gonna watch that game. Wait a minute. Oh, that's gonna be delightful. That's gonna be delightfully bad football. Oh, I'm watching that. 110%. But... Which, by the way, by the way, RIP to NFL streams on Reddit. Our NFL streams is, <laughs> has gone into hiding because they know they're getting banned soon. So, pour one out for our NFL streams at some point this week. Just thought I'd make a point to note that before I go on. But, the, basically, what I'm saying is that, what I'm trying to get to, is that there were issues in the first half. But seemingly they were less personnel-based. Which they should be, because like, the Patriots do have problems. They have problems along the O-line with depth. Still, they could use more at receiver, but it did seem like more of the issues were with how they were deploying people, with how they were deploying their players, using the O-line, how much protection they were giving to Newhouse, which one? Newhouse is a problem. Not very good. Not very good at all. But. Not the only problem. Once they came out of the second half, they played differently. They didn't have Brady throw the ball 31 times in the first half. And they started running it a little bit, which, by the way, not, the so not a big Sony Michelle fan, but I will say that, you know, it was a good game for Sony Michelle overall. I mean, obviously he had how many yards? What do you have? 91 yards. But more importantly, they actually threw him the ball. They actually went ahead and threw Sony Michelle the ball, which is what 
everybody. And no, actually, I'll, I'll show you exactly what it was. I'll, I'll show you this, you know, it, as so poignant, poignantly tweeted out by my good friend, Kenny Doyle of GuyBostonSports.com, at, K, at KJ Doyle GBS. Tony Michelle thro- getting, getting reception? Oh, wait, I had Twitter muted. My mistake. Them throwing the ball to Sonya Michelle? Finally! That's what we've been waiting for! It's what we- <laughs> like, took him that long to do it! And immediately they did it, and he looked fine! He looked good! He looked good catching the ball, so I don't know why it's taken them, I don't know, 14 months? To just, just try it like they did it! Like on the, was it the first or the second drive where they did it too? And they just, like it caught me by surprise. Uh, was it the first or second drive? Was it the first or second drive? I can't tell. Was it the first or second drive? I can't, where is it? Uh, either way, that was the first drive. They just did it and I went, wait, wait, what was that? <laughs> I saw it and I was like, what? where the hell did that come from? They threw the ball to Sony Michelle? Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> he looked pretty good catching. He caught it and he ran forward and it got popped. Why don't they do that more? Then he did it again later and it looked even better. And then they stopped doing it entirely, but <laughs> they did it a little bit. Like they had Sony Michelle in on passing downs. They they had James White in a little I mean Burkhead wasn't in, but my god, like if they could just start, you know, th- throwing the ball. To Sony Michelle, just do that, do that more, do it against the Giants. It's two days. Do it. <laughs> just, just throw it to him. Just do it a little. Do it like once a week. Do it like once or twice a week, and I'll be very happy. They know he brings Sony Michelle out. They don't know what he's gonna do. It's great. Hey, Bill Belichick, let me introduce you to the concept of a pass catching running pack. <laughs> if you gotta spend a first round pick on the guy, like goddamn, at least him catch a few balls. Like, it's just nice to see. And then use James White more. I don't know why. I just feel like they don't use James White that much. What do they have in the past this year? I don't. I don't know why. I just feel like, like just generally, it's just been a sense. I don't feel like I'm seeing James White enough, which is weird. Like, what are James White's stats on the year? Like. Oh, it's week by week. Stupid me. Like you just Oh wow, James White has twenty-two receptions. Never mind. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Alright, maybe, maybe maybe not. Alright, he's, he's twenty-two receptions through five games. That's actually not so bad. That's actually Yeah, that's actually that's actually not bad. He's, yeah, he's on pace for like a seventy reception season. Alright, that's that's not bad. That's actually a lot better than I thought. Alright. Maybe maybe I'm overreacting. But I don't know, I just just think like with all <laughs> pace for like 70 percent what's wrong with me what's wrong with you jay because i can't pay attention during these games because they suck <laughs> so i lose focus at a certain point but yeah like just yeah you use the running backs more i mean i don't like them i don't like running backs but i mean use them you got them so you don't got any tight ends and we will we'll get in to the tight end situation what's going on with ben watson but we'll save that for Later in the show, because we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to pivot away from the Patriots for just a little bit. We're going to talk with our mystery guest about our mystery tailor-made topic for the stadium experience. And you'll hear all that and more in just a moment after we come back from these messages. You're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And we'll see you in just flash. WXIN, Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley here. We've been talking Patriots, Redskins up to this point. We're going to dive in on some more Patriots stuff in a little bit. But first, as I teased earlier, we have a mystery guest on the line with us now to talk about a very, very exciting story. And, of course, joining us now, our mystery guest, 
our fallen comrade, long, long-time contributor to the show, uh, Mr. Jordan Moment. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. All the way from Indiana, he joins us with. They do have phones there. Uh, yes, there, there are, in fact, phones here. There's also internet. Now, you brought your phone from Rhode Island, but it, it works there. Yes, yes, it does. I've, I've, honestly, I've yet to see a phone store, but I haven't, haven't really been looking for one. Is that true? You actually haven't? Yeah, I actually haven't. But then again, I haven't, like, consciously say, oh, this is like an AT&T or, like, T-Mobile store. Do they have, like, have you seen any pay phones? Do they have any pay phones? I bet there are pay phones. Um, there, there, is, there is a pay phone in, like, the uh, opera theater. There is, in fact, a pay phone there. Interesting. Very. Yes. Keep, continue your deep cover operation, please. I hope this doesn't jeopardize it. <laughs> I will. I will. Just come back with all the knowledge of corn, and then we can just get rid of the place. Exactly. I, w- I will be coming back this this uh, this December. Good. Oh, you will be. You're coming back for Christmas. Yes. I wasn't sure if you would. I was come back for, yeah, I was coming back for Thanksgiving, but uh, those t- those those uh, plane tickets were uh, no bueno. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's not that's not worth it for a three day trip. Spend half the oh, time. No, it, no, we got we got nine days break. Really? I'm gonna be worth it then. Yeah. You might need to come back then. Please come back. Uh, if you want to send me six hundred dollars for the oh no no I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> exactly. I don't I don't want to do that. Sell your phone. We'll probably give you like a thousand dollars worth of like dissect it and learn the technology. <laughs> exactly. And so that's 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 enough ribbing of the state of Indiana. So Jordan, obviously, I called you with this yesterday, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reintroduce it to you for the sake of the audience. Something that is quite literally tailor made for this show, for you and I on this show, not not necessarily just the just Jake version of this show. But yes, obviously, if you haven't heard about it, which has been kind of vague in the headlines, I had to kind of dive into it to get it. But the ongoing situation now between that was between the NBA and China that was sparked. By some tweets by Daryl Morey, GM of the Houston Rockets, architect of the Houston Rockets, who tweeted out a certain tweet that drew the ire of China, the Chinese government, supposedly the Chinese people, but you really never know. Mm-hmm. He tweeted something so heinous that the NBA, who is, has a large presence in China, has a lot of money and tied up in success in China, as, you know... We'll dive into how most things do these days. We'll we'll get into it. Something so bad that the NBA Mm -hmm. felt the need to release a statement. And they released two separate statements. And I'll start you off with the statement that they released to the English-speaking world. Which Mm -hmm. isn't also Mm -hmm. includes China, but... What they released... The, view, the, the statement, at least the beginning of it, reads as follows. We recognize that the views expressed by Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey have offended so many, of, so many of our friends and fans in China, which is regrettable. While Daryl has made it clear that his tweet does not represent the Rockets or the NBA, the values of the league supports individuals educating themselves and sharing their views on matters important to them. Yada, yada, yada. We have great respect for the culture of China, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here is the statement that they released to the Chinese-speaking audience that has been translated to English, not by me, but supposedly by those who know how to do that. Hmm. And and Jordan, tell me if you can spot any differences between the English release and the translated Chinese statement. Tell me if you can spot any differences. Yes, yes, I will. See see if your mind is still... I will. Your mind has been sharpened by grad school. Yes, yes, yes. We are extremely disappointed by the inappropriate remarks made by Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey, who has undoubtedly seriously hurt the feelings of our Chinese fans. Morey has now clarified that his comments do not represent the position of the Rockets or the NBA. And then, effectively the same thing after that. And now, so of course, Daryl Morey said something heinous, something Yes. Truly, that could draw the ire of China and not only jeopardize the NBA's business dealings with them, but jeopardize, I'd say, world security as a whole. Mm-hmm. The the global market, perhaps? Yes, perhaps. Geopolitical stability. Yes. Throughout Asia and Europe. Yes, yes. And here yes. is what Daryl Morey tweeted out. Exact quotes, at least according to the Associated Press, because he has since deleted the tweet. 
Smart man. Smart man. Smart man. Here's here's what his original tweet said. Fight for freedom, period. Stand with Hong Kong, period. <laughs> and that's it, George. <laughs> oh, man. And that, I know we had this whole conversation yesterday, but we're having it again for the good people of the world. Because as I've said, yes, the best yes, versions yes. of this shows are just me calling you and ranting sometimes. And those are never yes. recorded. But, yes, yeah, so that tweet alone... That very innocuous, middle-of-the-road kind of take. And I'm not taking a stance on the whole Hong Kong situation now, by the way. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be the good American and talk about, you know, allowing for freedom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, from, you know, the commies and yada, yada, yada. I don't care. Well, I do care, but mm -hmm. I don't care for the purpose of this conversation. Yes. This is not why I'm talking about this. Why this is so entertaining, why this story is... So fun is the way that the NBA, on all levels, players, owners, the league office, have just immediately after this tweet came out, started falling all over themselves to apologize to China, to the Chinese people, explain once, explain how wrong, oh, Daryl Moore is only 47, huh, but explain just how wrong this this man is to have expressed this. Once again, I'd say fairly middle of the road, you know, viewpoint here, Jordan. Yeah. I'd you know I'd say it, which I it's very I don't want to say a centrist take because obviously you're supporting a revolution, but it's not as always out here talking about something that should really be any kind of major political flashpoint. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, once again, the NBA, because the NBA sees the writing on the war on the wall for the fall of the West, of, uh, the inevitable fall of the global West as the economic power driving force of the world economy, is <laughs> just yes, yes. lining up just to fall into the lap of China. The NBA. Which this, you know, this whole thing, it really is a nice slap in the face. It's a nice reminder that the major business institutions that you know, that maybe want to act mm -hmm. like they value you or at least value, you know, I don't want to say the culture here because that's, you know, that gets into some bad territory. I'm not trying to be like, like the Western supremacist radio guy because I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm not trying to be like Ped Shapiro over here, but they, they don't care about you. They, you know, they will fall. They will fall right in line with China if and when, inevitably, they overtake the U.S. as the supreme force globally. And the NBA yeah. is, is not waiting. The NBA is not waiting. to. They're not riding the line there. They will, they will fall right in line with China. They don't care. Yeah, they, they, they gave it up to China rather quickly. <laughs> like, oh, wait, sorry. Because China went. They got mad. Like, they did get mad. Like, like the Rockets games blacked out in China immediately. Merchandise gone. There was going to be, like, a Rockets G League team. Their, like, G League equivalent was going to play a game in China, like, this week. Canceled. They shadow banned the Houston Rockets from the country immediately. <laughs> they got purged. Which is a fairly massive deal just because of the fact that, you know, the, the Rockets are the most, because the NBA does have a big presence in China. They love basketball there. And the Rockets mm -hmm. are, by and far, the biggest team in China. Yeah. So, like, obviously, like, I do understand from a business perspective why it's bad for the NBA. Obviously. But at the same time, this is the same league that, you know, I spent the last couple of years basically explaining that, you know, like, our players... They are allowed and encouraged to express political viewpoints, whether or not those conflict with our fans, whether or not those make fans angry. We know the, the NBA. You have to, the NBA is encouraged that. Is that is that fair to say, Jordan? Oh uh, yes. It's, they, yeah, it's fair to say. At least, like, especially when you compare it with the NFL, which has gone out of their way to try and have less and less of that. But the NBA has been open to that. It's been open to their, you know, their. Top players expressing political views, social views, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which I think is a good thing. Which I don't think, you know, they've, they've, yeah. they've pushed back against, you know, like, the who, who was it? I don't Who was it? Was it, like, Megyn Kelly or something? Who was it that just said, like, shut up and dribble? Like, who was that? 
that was uh, Tommy Lauren. That was Tommy Lauren. Was that Tommy Lauren? Are you sure? Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. that was a TV person. No, no, it was Tommy Lauren. It's shit on. Who? I mean, who cares? Like, if it wasn't Tommy Lauren, it was some other blonde conservative news lady. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Who, who, whoever, you know who, you know eight people that I'm talking about right now. But they push back against that. And once again, I am not, I do not want, and this is why this story is fun to talk about, because I don't want to try and equate Daryl Morey, who is, go to Yale or something, Daryl Morey go to school, like, you know, Daryl Morey went to MIT, Northwestern, like, you know, successful, you know, wealthy, white, middle-aged businessman. I'm not trying to equate, you know, his experience to that of, you know, LeBron James or something. That's not my point yeah. I'm making, which is, once again, why I don't really care that much that he's getting, you know, just shot on from all angles, other than the fact that it's funny. Yeah. But still, the it, it, there is a palpable irony. There is a palpable, I suppose, rude awakening when, once again, you have specifically James Harden, who was at one point told to shut up and dribble and made a whole, and did make the point that he's allowed to have his own views on politics and everything and express them and that go beyond the extent of his job. And then you have James Harden, who on TV the other day said this, and li listen to this. We apologize, um, you, know, you know, we love China, we love, you know, playing there. We love China! No, 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 no! Nothing to see here! <laughs> you hear that, Cheryl? No, no, we love, listen, like, <laughs> we can talk about, like, the oppression of... African-Americans in this country and police brutality all we want, but we are not messing with China, okay? I know where the money is. I mean, they got to listen to James Harden. He's the new LeBron. <laughs> we can, you know, we can piss off. Like, it doesn't matter. We can, listen, we can talk about this all we want. That's, that, that, that's here stuff. That's America stuff. We are not messing with that international market. No, James no, Harden no. knows it. The league knows it. We are beholden to China. If we're not beholden by force now, we will be later, so we might as well get used to it. <laughs> we might as well start getting our speech ready for it. Like, it's it's fine, okay? We just we got to get used to No messing with China, Daryl. Come on, buddy. Like, we love, we love China, right, Jordan? We love China. We do. We do, in fact. <laughs> We love China, Jordan. That Chinese bag is big. What's the currency in yeah. China right now? I don't even know. <laughs> like, listen, so I do not want to have a bad rating on the social. What is it? The social? It's a new thing. Yeah. The social monitoring rating scale. I don't want to have a bad rating on that, all right? Like, I've seen Black Mirror. Like, if that goes worldwide, you're going to be in a bad place, Dale Mori, all right? You're not going to be allowed to have a job anymore. Like, I don't want to, I want a part of that. <laughs> we are ready for the global Chinese takeover here in the... Like, the NBA's ready. They're ready. Like, they're ready. Which, like, I can't blame them for. Like, they're probably smart. Like, this is probably a good move by the NBA, realistically. And, and you know, now I know you get... You know, you got, like... Like the Ted Cruz's of the world, like bent out of shape. But I don't know you've had you've actually had fairly bipartisan rebuking of the NBA's treatment of Daryl because that's the world we live in, of course, Jordan. Where you know, like the NBA does something, and they you know every politician has to weigh in with their take on it, lest they don't. Yeah, Jerry, we're talking about an election here. You know, you got you got to get the, you got to get the points any way you can. <laughs> but there has been, you know, bipartisan support of you know. That was bad by the NBA. This isn't free speech. <laughs> Damn, bipartisan support support to stay in that Chinese bag. There's no, they're supporting like not. They're supporting like they're not. They, they're like no, the NBA can't do this. They're just selling him out. Like yes, they're selling him out. That's exactly what they're doing. Like they're not. They're yeah. not trying to hide it. Not at all. Listen, like we love free speech in the NBA, but not if it upsets China. Can't do it. That's where we draw the line, all right? You can say anything but that. <laughs> if it even begins to make China angry, can't do it. Gotta, gotta no, stop. not at all. No tolerance. It's, it's hate speech. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's how you end up with with this, which, like I said, this is this is a fabulous story, George. That's how you end up with the new owner of the Nets going on like a four tweet thread explaining like you know like the history of China and why any threat to their territorial cohesion is just just ingrained in their culture to be a massive offense and like talk about the opium wars and the indo-japanese war and the russian invasions like just explaining it from every angle yeah the boxer rebellion just like no like they can't stand it there in china they hate it and that's why what he and everybody's saying it like he just said something that's so wrong every statement is like he didn't understand how could he not understand, Jordan, why what he said is heinous? <laughs> like, there's, like, I, like I, 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 he's not the kind of person who I'm going to feel bad for, but I kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> like, he might lose his job or turn up dead. Like, yeah, he might, he might, he might, yeah. Like, if next week, if there's a suicide note for Daryl Morey, and it's not in his handwriting, are you going to be, like, surprised? No. Like, the, let alone the poor man not being allowed to be a GM. Like, the poor man not might not live. Like, I don't know who's going to do it. Maybe it'll be the Chinese government. Maybe it'll be the NBA. They got to send in. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. This yeah, is they scary. Might have to, this is scary. Yeah, they, might, they might have to cut off, like, his ring finger. As a redemption, <laughs> he has to prove his loyalty to China. To China. Yeah, there might need there might be need to be a blood price to restore the honor. But yeah, if if anything is like a cold slap in the face as to where we're going globally, this is this is one of them, Jordan. This is uh, like we're laughing about it because it's funny, but this is just another reminder to have that like collapse of society suitcase packed and ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> That your multi-billion dollar transnational private organization immediately really at the first awesome. wind of criticism falls at the feet of China. Yeah. No, no resistance at all. Nothing. Immediate damage control from every single angle. Even all the play. Like, they got James Harden talking about loving China. We love China, says James. Quote James Harden. And James Harden is the new LeBron, so you got to listen to him. You keep saying that. Because <laughs> it's true. I I, I guess. <laughs> but like oh, last week, like LeBron was out talking about like you know getting college athletes paid and like his political views. Totally fine, LeBron. You can do that because that's not gonna make China mad. Nope. But if China went, we don't think college athletes should be paid. They'd be like, LeBron doesn't understand anything. We apologize. Oh, man. So, like I said, like, get that bag packed, man. Get your clothes for every situation, bunch of money, bunch of gold, map, compasses, solar-powered radio, like, whatever you need in case society falls apart. Just get it in there. Dictionary of Mandarin, a Mandarin phrase book. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty close to Canada. I don't know if Canada's gonna be safe, dude. Yeah, but I'm near like the I'm near like the wilderness part of Canada. I want to get out. I go, I just want to get out of this part of the world. I just want to get right into the Eurasian continent. Just more places to go. Yeah. You got access yeah, started, to. I started playing in my escape room. I, I think I'm settling on Azerbaijan. Oh, you're going right into the, you're going right into Beijing. <laughs> no, man, a Azerbaijan. I'm gonna be like somewhere, somewhere in the mountains there. I thought about the mountains. I thought about the mountains. In like Switzerland or something, go to like, go to like the mountains in Austria or something. Yep. Just hide out for the rest of my life, like raise, learn how to raise corn, Jordan. We can just go farm corn. I don't, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can grow corn in the Swiss Alps, Jake. Well, figure it out. That's why you're in <laughs> Indiana, mean, bud. You might be able to, but I'm not sure. I mean, I can ask somebody. That's why you got to get something out of grad school. But yeah, so. Um, 
exactly. How yeah. Yeah. Start learning Mandarin, everybody. Yep. Because we now know that the NBA will not try to stop the global takeover through Ch- of China. Nope. <laughs> the NBA is not getting in their way at all. So any final thoughts on this, Jordan? They're, they're building that office in Shanghai right now. <laughs> I really can't see it now. Just Adam Silver doing like a photo op. <laughs> in Beijing, like our new home. No, they'll be like, like, this is like our new neighborhood or something dumb like that. Yeah. Some like faux urban shit to try and like. I don't know. Adam Silver, Adam Silver in a suit, like three, three sizes too big for him. <laughs> oh, just like God. with him, him, Yao Ming, and like just some, some random Chinese banker. <laughs> How about it's a random Chinese banker. <laughs> We're home now. <laughs> <laughs> from from God, from Smithfield to Beijing, basketball has has evolved. Before they didn't, there wasn't a three pointer. Now the NBA is moving to China. Who would have thunk? <laughs> oh God! Oh God! We're all gonna die, aren't we? Probably. We're Probably. all gonna die. All right, Jordan. Anything else? Uh, no. That's 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 it. Be on the lookout. <laughs> Be ready. If you hear those jet planes coming, just get out. Don't resist. Don't think you're going to stay here and, like, defend the honor of the Constitution or whatever. Not worth it. New world order. Just go with it. Safer that way. Take your family. Hide. <laughs> Figure out what's important to you and just go with it. Exactly. All right. We, we'll have a rendezvous point at some point, Jordan. We will. Not on the air, though. We, we can't do that on the air. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, frankly, we might not survive after this. Like, we, we might be in danger. <laughs> like, we've certainly put ourselves on a watch list in case, like, in, like if it ever does happen, of, like, dis- dissident citizens to snuff out. Like, we put ourselves on a list. Uh, damn, it's already too late for us? <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, we, 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 like, our social Uh-oh. credit is falling. Like, our social credit score is not going to be good to start off. Unless, because like, I'm assuming they're not going to give everybody a, f- a fresh slate on that, so we're probably in trouble already. Uh, so. Yeah, no, so maybe just, like, start making, like, a few, like, pro-China Facebook posts just to be safe. Just, just to, just to hedge your bets a little bit. Damn, Jake, I deleted my Facebook. It's too late for me. <laughs> All right, Jordan, it's been good talking to you. <laughs> All right, we'll see you, Jordan. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your day. I will. Bye, Jordan. All right, bye. All right, so we were just speaking with Jordan Bobbin. Long long time, good good friend of mine. You you remember him. He was was a fixture on the show not not a few months ago. Anyhow, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to get back into some Patriots stuff. There is some Ben Watson stuff, tight end situation, other things. We'll talk more about that. When we come back here on the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley here. We're just speaking with Jordan. Moment, long, 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 gone but not forgotten. That's how we'll describe Jordan. Moment. Talking about the China situation, <laughs> the China situation in the NBA and worldwide, really. Giving everybody really our advice, trying to prepare for the impending future. But now we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pivot back to our distractions. Now that we're done discussing some cold geopolitical economic rap realities we're back and the patriots made a fairly significant <coughs> excuse me still flummy still very flummy voice doesn't sound my best excuse me my usual deep tones are not fully in effect today but we're soldiering on so the patriots made a fairly significant roster decision yesterday and that was after not activating ben watson 
for Sunday's game, which was a surprise. He had been suspended for the first four games of the season because of PEDs, and they didn't, and then they didn't activate him. And then they effectively, in making that decision, they had until four o'clock yesterday to make a decision on what to do with him, or risk, or they would lose their roster exemption, the money would kick in, et cetera, et cetera, a bunch of complicated tax stuff. And they made a decision instead of cutting somebody, as they could have done, they made a decision to release the 35-year-old tight end. Excuse me, 38-year-old tight end. God, Ben Watson's 38. Jesus, God. But nevertheless, they made the decision to cut ties with Ben Watson. Which was fairly surprising. Ben Watson, of course, we've all talked about Ben Watson as kind of being the answer to some extent for the Patriots at the tight end spot. Because we don't, I don't think anybody thinks Lacoste is the answer or that Ryan Izzo is the answer. And Both of them were... Kind of productive on Sunday, in fairness. It's a Redskins. The Patriots ran more two tight end sets than they have all season by like a mile, and it worked for them. If anything, just to add the extra blocking and the extra size, because they are kind of lacking that with Wynn being out, Devlin being out, and but kind of getting back some of the sets they have run in the past have been successful with obviously far more superior tight ends, but still. But nevertheless, Ben Watson released by the Patriots. And with this move, they did open up $2 million in cap space. And I have to imagine that that's what the move is about. Because Belichick kind of tried to say that, oh, it's also about you know not having a roster spot, yada, 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 which I don't believe at all, with a team that had a roster spot for a Jordan Richards. <laughs> for Jordan Richards, there are other guys that are going to cop, but I'm going to stick with Jordan Richards. Not having room for Ben Watson, who would be a starter on this team, by the way. By and far, would be the starting tight end. A guy who's caught 96 balls, 96 receptions over the last two seasons. A guy that they know, a guy that they know has been in the system, been affected with the Patriots, et cetera, et cetera. They haven't, they had the roster spot. They could have cut, once again, I'm going to stick with it. There are other guys, but I'm going to stick with Jordan Richards. Jordan Richards. Jordan Richards. Jordan freaking Richards. Among others. <laughs> Who they also could have afforded not care. But they cut, and it has to be about the cap space. Because the Patriots, for most of this season, and we'll get into the moment, why? They didn't have a lot of cap space. They had among the least cap space in the league. I believe they had about, they, before they released Ben Watson, they had about $1.7 million. And they were, I believe, the second, they had the second, they had the second least salary cap space in the league. And, they did. They had the second least salary cap after the Vikings, who have less than a million. And the Patriots, traditionally, they've liked to operate going into the season with around eight to nine to ten million, which has always been kind of a thing that they've done. Sometimes they disagreed with it, sometimes they suspended, but they've always tried to kind of operate with some room to play around with. Now, with this, they now have the fourth least cap space in the league, but with releasing Ben Watson, they have about, at least according to Pat's cap, who I tend to trust. Most people in this area, I think, tend to trust. Pat's Cap of got at Pat's Cap of GuyBostonSports.com. They currently have about 3.7 million. According to over the cap, they have about 3 million. So less than the Rams, but I'm, I'm going to trust Pat's Cap. I'm going to trust him. So they have about 3.7 million in cap space. So fourth or fifth least in the league, but still more. Obviously, close to 4 million is more to play around with than, you know, 1.7 million. That is a difference in the caliber of player slash players. So I did it for that. And them, <coughs> excuse me, them doing that, at least to me, my first reaction to hearing them make this move probably for cap purposes is is this, is this in part because of Antonio Brown? Is the you know, who obviously came in, took about $9 million of their cap flexibility. I don't know exactly 
what the full implication was, but he did take up, eat up a significant portion of their remaining cap space that they had going into this year. He was what they decided to spend that flexibility on, and obviously, we know what happened with that. They've released him. I don't know if he's going to see that money. That's going to be deliberated on, I believe, at some point. Like, that's going to be fought over by Kraft, et cetera, et cetera. But at least in terms of whether or not they end up paying him that money, in terms of league rules and, you know, the nitty-gritty of that, they are... They were cap strapped. Where they were not before when they knew that and when they knew that Ben Watson was gonna be suspended and they knew that they had they were gonna have to wait till the fourth week. So between, you know, the beginning of the regular season and Ben Watson, which was supposedly it was written in stone that he was gonna come back and probably be the starting tight end for this team. That's what everybody assumed. The big change between now and then was the cap space. They lost a significant amount of their cap space. So seemingly they might and because of Antonio Brown, because of that gamble that I'm not going to say, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, I hated it. I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to do it. I'm not one of those people. But now responding to the decision with hindsight, which, you know, I am allowed to do as a, I suppose a pundit, as an opinions hurler, we'll call me an opinions hurler. I'm allowed to operate with hindsight. And the hindsight is that they gave that money to Antonio Brown. It didn't pan out sapped their cap space, and then they made a decision not to bring a player back who I think can help them, who I know can help them, who I know would be an upgrade over what they have at tight end in some capacity, at least just in terms of giving Brady another receiver that he trusts, another veteran, because he seemingly is very averse to throwing these young guys, trusting these young guys in a lot of ways. So a receiver that you'd think he'd be comfortable with, he seems upset by the loss of him because of bringing in Antonio Brown. So that decision seemingly is still affecting them. And now, not only obviously do they not have Antonio Brown, they now they don't have Ben Watson. And I, I don't know how substantial of an upgrade, in fair, he would be over Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo, but I just, I, I've never seen Ryan Izzo catch 40 balls in a season. Like, at the very least, I know that Ben Watson could do that at the age of 37. Age of 38, 37. Like, I know he was able to catch 60 balls at some point. Like, it's just when he was playing with a good quarterback like Drew Brees last year. Like, it just... Yeah, they've kind of... Yeah, it seems like they might have screwed themselves with that because I can't imagine if they had, you know, what was it, 10, 8, 12 million that they had at the beginning of the regular season that they wouldn't bring him back. But supposedly they value having that flexibility more than they value having Ben Watson. And I don't know if that's the right decision. They, this, you know, regardless of if I do think that their problems in the Redskins game in the first half were more due to just the way they were using their personnel than the personnel itself, they, this team could still clearly use some kind of shot in the arm personnel-wise offensively, be it another receiver, be it some superior blocking, which I don't think they're going to find, so I do tend to lie with getting some kind of weapon as the way they could possibly just kind of not fix the offense because it's not broken, but just kind of solidify it. But they haven't. And now they don't have Ben Watson. And what is the next move? The flexibility is valuable, but is there somebody better out there? Which is what I hope is the reason. Is there somebody who they think is better for them out there that they think that they can get? And that they need this cap space to go out and get? Because obviously they don't need Ben Watson against the Giants. They don't need him against the... Like, they don't need him anytime soon. But yeah, like when the going gets real tough, which it must have to eventually when the playoffs start it just having Ben Watson would be to their benefit or having somebody else so you know is an Emmanuel Sanders trade in the pipeline Stefan Diggs who I don't think they can afford who I don't know how they'd make that work and I don't think the lion the lions the Vikings have 
any real inclination to trade. I don't know why they do that. I don't think that's realistic. Once again, Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, how much is he making this year? Like, he's a guy who they who always gets talked about, and he's, and I think that the Broncos should start, you know, selling off pieces at some point. You know, A.J. Green? Like, are they aiming for somebody else? Making $10 million this year. His cap hit is $12 million, which I don't know how that would work. Maybe the Broncos eat it, but I, literally, I Google it. How much would it cost Patriots to get A.J. Green or Emmanuel Sanders? Like, Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I just, I need to see the congruent move, or more likely, they're just not going to end up making a move. So it's just, I, I don't understand not bringing Brad Watson. And now they have talked, and Belichick has said he's not shutting the door on him coming back. So, I mean, for all I know, I'm being stupid, and in two weeks, they'll sign into a vet min deal, and they'll actually have got him for cheaper, and they'll actually get him when the games start to count, and I'm a dumb idiot. And fine, maybe I am, but it's just, you know... In the interim, it's not hard to go, oh, is this, you know, is this just because, is this mainly because Antonio Brown ate up all their cap space? Now they feel the need to maintain that flexibility at the cost of the tight end position, which is thin. And it would still be thin with Ben Watson. But at least I feel better as Ben Watson as a serviceable receiving tight end as starter. Especially while Brady still can't seem to get on the same page with Josh Gordon, which is something I want to talk about. That's a guy who they still can't. There always seems to be a few plays every game where it looks like those two weren't on the same page. Like there's an overthrow here, like Josh Gordon not being in stride when Brady tries and hit him. Like, yeah, it feels like Ben Watson, maybe he'd at least possibly be on the same page as, because obviously he's not the same player he was at 24 to 28, but. You know, maybe they'd be a little more interconnected, but I, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it's just annoying to see. So I, I don't know what the next move is. So maybe they just, no, maybe they bring him back in a week. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. Poor me. And then they cruise on and they get somebody else. And now they really, now they're really grooving. But I don't know. I, you know, I just would have liked to have seen it. So, we'll see about that. But really, those are all my thoughts on Ben Watson. And otherwise, like, the only thing really, because like, it looks like we're not going to be having Jeremy Peregrino come on, I will save the hockey analysis for another time. Uh, sorry, Bruins fans. Again, another show goes by with minimal hockey analysis. I apologize. But other than that, we do have the Giants game coming up. Which is again, Thursday night football, which is always a hoot. A hoot Thursday night football is. Thursday night, Patriots, Giants. And once again, even if the Giants were at full strength, which they're not, they're not going to have Sterling Shepard. They're not going to have, who else is hurt for them? God, they have another guy hurt for them. Uh, Sterling Shepard's not going to be playing. Evan Ingram is doubtful. Saquon Barkley isn't going to play. So I don't know, regardless of what you think of Danny Dimes, who got, you know, could not, really couldn't do anything against the. Vikings do have a good defense. It's just, it's another team where I don't know how without those three players, especially the Giants are just good to do anything oh, offensively. Like how are they going to score without Saquon, without Sterling, without Evan Ingram, like with a rookie quarterback, the Patriots, you know, eat rookie QBs alive. Like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see how the Patriots lose this game. I, don't see how they, I just don't see it. Because once again, it's another thing where I just, I can't see the other team scoring. So how can I possibly see the Patriots losing? So it's, I mean, it's, maybe it'll be another uh, Patriot, you know, if I want to do a final score, especially in Gillette. My God, they're going to eat them alive. So that is another, I, I don't know, prediction, like, 
Patriots 27, Giants 6. Like, I just, I, I can't see them scoring. I can't see them doing that. I can't see them doing that fast. So, yeah, so, like, yeah, like, 27-6. That's all lock in, and then we'll see. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. I don't see how I could be. So, yeah. Like, that's that. And really, with that, I mean, that's really all I really have for today's episode of the Stadium Experience. So, we're going to be going now. I'll see you all next week, right here, same time. 12 to 2 on Tuesday. Next week, we'll try to do more hockey. We'll try to discuss the MLB playoffs. We'll look at what the Patriots did against the Giants. If there's anything to talk about, unless it's more of the same, who knows? Maybe Ben Watson will be back, and I'll have egg on my face. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. Now, nevertheless, stadium experience. Jake Elmsley, right here, 90.7. Listen to the listen to the podcast upload. If you missed anything, you want or you want to really listen to any of it, don't be afraid to check out the podcast. Official stadium experience SoundCloud page. Look it up. It'll be there. They're doing a nice uh, Chinese flag for the thumbnail, I think. Real topical. So we'll see you next week. Right here, Tuesday, noon to two, with the stadium experience with Jake Elmsley. Have a lovely week. Even better tomorrow. Bye-bye.